How about that North Korea, though? Ooh, that's a scary place. Yeah, it is. Have you ever heard the stuff that they believe about Kim Jong-un? Oh, no, I haven't. Yeah, the, most of the people in North Korea are actually relatively... Uh, you might call them atheistic because they really are taught to worship the leader as a supernatural deity. Oh. Yeah, okay. like they... Like, I'll look up real quick. I'll look up some of the some of this specific stuff, but like before Kim Jong Un, his father uh, Kim Jong Il, yeah, Kim Jong Il, and then his father before him, there was all these all these lies about them, like that the first time they ever went, the first time he ever went golfing, Kim Jong uh, Kim Jong Il, he got like. 17 out of 18 holes in one or something like that. Huh. And, like, the people really believe this stuff. And then there was that one on the, uh, you know, that movie that they said they were going to start a war with us over with James Franco? Uh, the interview, yeah. The interview, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in that one, they mentioned the, the, uh, this, the one that he doesn't poop. Kim Jong-un? <laughs> Kim Jong-un doesn't have to poop? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, and then, of course, North Korea totally took the bait, and they were like, this is an act of war! You cannot mock our supreme leader this way! And then they didn't do anything, because they would get destroyed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, There was a YouTuber... Um. Uh, his name's Louis uh, Tomlinson, I think. His first name's Louis. But uh, he actually did a tour of North Korea and taped the whole thing. Yeah, I've seen those. I saw one for uh, this show called Vice where they went to... Have you seen all those pictures of Kim Jong-un with that basketball player, Dennis Rodman? Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Okay, so those pictures were from this episode of this show called Vice... Which is kind of like that that CNN show, sixty Minutes. It's sort of like a little a little mini documentary about uh, current issues and stuff. But anyways, these guys did this special episode where they got uh, they got to go to North Korea, and they had these people following them the whole time and telling them what they could and couldn't record and and things like that. Um, and then they went to this. Well, the the tour guides and stuff were told to show them all these things that were really, really poorly uh, veiled attempts to to try and trick them into thinking that North Korea was this glorious country where everyone has access to the internet and stuff. So, oh yeah, I, yeah, that's that's so, that's pretty much what they did with that guy too. Yeah, so they brought them to this computer lab. And there's probably at least 30 people on the different computers. And then the narrator and the host goes, we realized in horror that there were no clicking sounds. And when we looked at what the what the uh, the people were looking at on the computers, 
Most of them were just on blank web pages, scrolling or moving the mouse around. And we were instructed to talk to one person who seemed to know what he was doing. Um, and he told us that he was working on some papers, some scientific papers or something like that. But the other, the rest of them, something like 30 of them, were just moving the mouse around on a blank Google search engine screen. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah, that's crazy. <sighs> and then um, they brought this basketball team called the Harlem City Globetrotters with them to North Korea, uh, sort of as like the, I mean, it was really meant to be a journalistic piece, and they brought those basketball players as sort of a ruse to cover that up to some degree, to be like, we just want to come play basketball with you guys, because uh, Kim Jong-un and his father loved basketball and loved uh, whichever team it was that Dennis Rodman played okay. for. Yeah. I can't remember. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Either. Um, so they brought this world-class basketball team, and they were going to play against the best of the best North Koreans and stuff. And then it got crazy when they went to this this final thing, this basketball game that was supposed to be the end of their trip. And all of a sudden, there's like this roaring applause, and they look up in the bleachers, and Kim Jong-un himself is walking into the stadium and he comes down and he sits down next to Dennis Rodman. And everybody's kind of like terrified because you know they're they're going to they're going to play it cool but like you're starting to get to a kind of scary situation where you could pretty easily get your head chopped off or whatever. Oh yeah. If you look at him wrong or something like that. So everybody's pretty nervous. Uh so then they play basketball and everybody seems to be having a good time and then Dennis Rodman gets up and does this speech about how He's really sorry that the U.S. and North Korea aren't on better terms. And he tells, uh, he told Kim Jong-un that he said, you have a friend for life. Oh, wow. And then everybody cheered and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was just really trippy. Because uh, I was just watching this, this documentary thinking it was going to be, they were just going to go and report on how weird it was. But then it ended up being this like, terrifying thing where this rarely seen hermit-like ruler actually appeared and everybody was everybody pretty much peed their pants yeah (laughs) but i mean one thing that's interesting about about that whole thing is how we have all these uh we're 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 the united states is really quick to jump on certain countries and stuff for the way they treat their people but with North Korea it's been going on for a long time it's some of the it's one of the worst humanitarian situations in the world as far as suppression of the people and living conditions and famine and cruel dictatorship and uh punishments and labor camps that don't fit the crime and and such um and we're really quick to help other countries but there's not even a discussion about doing anything there uh and no one seems to it doesn't even seem to be a question that anyone i've i've never heard anyone even discuss the idea of intervening there 
Oh, yeah, there's really no plans that I've I've heard of of ever ever trying to. Why is that? Why is um, it that in some places we're like Oh, Saddam Hussein is the devil. He's got to go. Well, but, I mean, I mean I I I remember vaguely hearing something about cuz uh North Korea has strong ties with China and the US doesn't want to get involved with them in fear of China allying themselves with North Korea. I don't know though because North Korea is nicknamed the Hermit Kingdom because they are so drawn away they've they've totally alienated themselves. They've made all these empty threats they that they can't keep and uh they're sort of on their own and paying the price because of it. Yeah, I mean, that's I, true. I don't. I guess I, I'm not really qualified to say that you're wrong. I, I don't know. I, I neither of us are qualified. To, I mean, to China. Really. I, th- I think China and North Korea are both kind of opportunists, uh, because I feel like they both. Obviously, I, I really doubt they give a crap about each other. But if they could have some sort of beneficial, uh, partnership that they could maybe, um. Uh, bully the u.s together a little bit i know russia is saying they're with china now yeah so there's two superpowers that don't like us so that's kind of that's kind of dangerous but i saw a video about north it it was called it was a hypothetical video it was who would win the u.s versus north korea the premise of the video was based on numbers, mostly. Yeah. And it was like, North Korea has this number of soldiers, North Korea has this number of airplanes, this number of ships, this number of guns, this number of nuclear. They have somewhere between a maximum of, like, four and eight nuclear warheads, and we have, like, five and a half thousand on standby. Ooh. So it's not even like they're a little bit of a threat. No, not at all. And the that video also said that uh, the U.S. feels pretty confident that even if they were to, to launch a nuclear weapon, they don't have the, the uh, self-guiding missile system or whatever that would take a nuclear bomb all the way to the west coast they don't think they'd be able to get it across the pacific ocean so yeah i I don't think at this point they'd be able to either it's not like they're really like i I remember like a few years ago they did like a test launch over there and uh it it didn't make it as far as they wanted to to see how far they could get a rocket to go I wanted to just blow up accidentally right there and have North Korea be like a giant nuclear fallout. And then have Kim Jong-un make something up to all the people who live there and probably say that, uh, probably blame it on us or something. Yeah, I mean, I I could see something like that happening. If, those those if people who live there really think that you that and I are are like pure evil and want them dead, and that they're a superior race. 
on that yeah. episode of Vice, they went up to this lady, yeah. or maybe it wasn't Vice, but I, I saw something where these journalists went up to a lady in North Korea and asked how she felt about Obama. And she said that if she were in the room with him and she had a gun, she would shoot him. Because <laughs> they've been... Oh, wow. Because they, they think that we're at... They they think that they've been at war with us for like as long as they can remember. And so the government demands that they give up like a certain amount of their possessions to support this war that's not happening. Well, it's really actually just going to Kim Jong-un and uh, like make them go work at factories for free uh, to quote, help with the uh the war effort they use the war as like a a propaganda talking point to make them do all these things and and give away all their what little they have that's so it's crazy i don't know why aren't we helping them that's that's actually a better question i mean it's not like we're gonna it's not like we're gonna solve the holy war no, in, we're definitely not going over to. Over the desert, those people <laughs> will never stop. They will always find a way to say, hey, we're both Muslims, but uh, you guys don't eat on Thursdays, and we don't eat on Fridays, so therefore we're going to have to kill each other. Yep. They'll always find a way to call it something else and divide, divide it up. I just heard that just recently ISIS... Uh, ISIS made it uh, illegal for people to, like, feed pigeons or something because oh, they don't want pigeons around because it's offensive to Islam to see pigeon genitals flying overhead. <laughs> Man, these oh. people have really great eyesight. Yeah. Jeez. That. Wow. I mean, how far do you want to take it? Oh, they'll take it as far as they have to. No, for real. It's like they went... One of them saw another woman one day and went... They Here's what I'm guessing happened. They were attracted to some woman they couldn't have, and they went, oh, God, that is just too painful. If I can't have it, I don't want to look at it. And then they went into a Walmart, and they bought a giant black roll of fabric and just started wrapping women up in that stuff and then eventually just started making them into burkas. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to look up 10 or I was going to look up myths that North Koreans believe about Kim Jong-un. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this 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 will be good. Oh, I'm sure it will be. Ten myths that are facts in North Korea. Kim Jong-il invented the hamburger. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Kim Jong-il had a supernatural birth. Move over, Jesus. Based on Kim Jong-il's official biography, he was born on Korea's most sacred mountain, Mount Baekdu. At the moment of his birth, a new star formed and illuminated the sky. (laughs) The season suddenly changed from winter to spring, and a double rainbow appeared. (laughs) Say it. it. 
What does it mean? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, a double rainbow. <laughs> uh, do you give it a special name like a double a double Kim if it's if it's uh Kim Jong Il related? I feel like it needs its own special name if it's related to the birth of the supreme I, commander. Uh, he probably made a name for it, but it just didn't make it into the into the myths. All right, Kim Jong Il is a fashion icon. With that, with that jumpsuit. I, In 2010, I the North Korean media <laughs> decided that Kim Jong Il's fashion had taken the world by storm. The rest of the world knows that this never happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. The world loved Kim Jong Il. North Korea has a particularly bad reputation. In the world, but the North Koreans are oblivious of that fact. They are made to believe that North Korea is a phenomenally important country and that Kim Jong-il was the world's most powerful leader. Every country celebrated Kim Jong-il's birthday. Wow. Uh, and then that he invented the hamburger. Oh, and here's here's uh, what I was telling you about before. Kim Jong-il was a master golfer. According to his biography, Kim Jong-il first picked up a golf club in 1994. Hey, 1994, holla. That's when I was born. <laughs> At North Korea's only golf course. He shot a 38 under par round that included no fewer than 11 holes in one. Wow. And then That's it just says clap, clap. Impressive. Kim Jong-il never used a toilet, and I'm not making this up. It really says this. <laughs> Seriously, his biography states that the leader never used a toilet. He apparently didn't need to urinate or defecate. Oh, and to add to his supernatural abilities, he could control the weather, too. Well. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, if you're making up stuff that you want to make you seem cool, why would you even bring up, like, whether or not you use the bathroom? Like, the weather thing I get, that's kind of cool. Like, I'd be like, whoa, I better not mess with this guy. But, like, the bathroom thing just makes me think about you using the bathroom. Except he never had to, so... It still just makes me think about it. <laughs> and then it just it, it just brings up so many questions that all of a sudden it's all I can think about. Well, the world may never know. We really will never know. <laughs> Uh, the Japanese stole time? North Koreans believe that during the occupation by Japanese imperialists in 1919, time was stolen. In 2015, <laughs> Kim Jong-un decided enough is enough. North Korea set its clock back by 30 minutes on August 15th. Victory! 